Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. step, of course, to fixing any problem is acknowledging the problem. Good morning to you. Good Monday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Pirates. It comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into football and or hockey, I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Penguins in the same place that you found this. Next week, I'll be heading down to Bradenton to bring you some reports from the scene of spring training. And what I'm looking forward to more than anything else I really hope you're looking forward to it as well. Is seeing what Quinn Priester, Rowanzi Contreras, Luis Ortiz can bring to this rotation, can bring to this staff, really, in any form, whether it's starting, bullpen, whatever. And to date, to date, the part that seems to be most encouraging peripherally is that you're seeing, hearing, and reading discussion about it. You're seeing, hearing, and reading quotes from Ben Charrington, from Derek Shelton, from the pitchers themselves about their velocity drops, about their lack of performance. My goodness, Priester, who's this great kid, like you would love this kid. If you haven't met him, if you've met him, you just, you just think this is just like the most wonderful young man. It's quoted on our site, DK Pittsburgh Sports is saying, it sucks to suck, referring to how he did for the most part in 2023, although he kind of leveled things out a little bit in September. Charrington has acknowledged publicly an awareness that pitching development is an issue. Hasn't quite put it in those words, but it's, it's there. It's on the tip of the tongue. Shelton has brought up these pitchers individually and how important they are, how much they mean. Good. Good. Because as anyone who's been listening to this program for a few months now can attest, that wasn't happening before. It was as if this issue or these three pitchers or what's happened to them was just kind of being swept under the rug and let's just hurry up and go find some free agents and wish this will go away. Let's just not talk about it. Let's not deal with it. So I see this as progress already. But what's ultimately going to matter is when you start hearing it. No, no, no. What's going to matter is when you start seeing it from the pitchers. It's way too early in camp to be saying, hey, so-and-so's velocity is up or down or whatever. You don't actually want somebody going max velo in mid-February. But by the time the Grapefruit League exhibitions start, oh, yeah. You better be bringing it, especially if you're not one of the very, very, very few pitchers in this fold, starters or relievers, who has a spot guaranteed. You can't afford to just ramp it up and work at your own pace. Priester, when asked about his drop in velocity, kind of downplayed it a couple days ago to reporters down there, but he did have this to say. 
Yeah, I guess it wasn't that, like, alarming because if you go to my minor leagues, like, it was similar. Like, I was 4-5 early, and then it'd drop off 2-3 late. And so it was not like it was an unexpected thing for me. I definitely think the... Uh, like the intensity of the big leagues where you know just especially early on you know you just get going really fast really early so um learning how to maintain your energy is something you have i mean i've had to do and uh gotten a lot better at it certainly and then moving more efficiently in the way i'm doing now is it certainly helps that so uh I know that intonation, and I don't just mean from Priester, I mean from any pitcher. No pitcher ever at any level of baseball likes to admit that there's been a drop in velocity. It's like admitting a, 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 a loss of manhood or something, of pride. But then there's other context there, and you probably picked up on it, where he's aware. He used to be able to go 96 97 and then as he worked his way into the minors it was 94 95 and then it became 91 92 and it's it's not enough it's not enough commensurate to what his arm has shown to be capable of so if he emphasizes as he's done this spring Athleticism, being more athletic on the mound. That sounds weird sometimes to uh, people who aren't inside the baseball world because you're thinking he's just a pitcher. He's standing there throwing the ball. There's all kinds of athleticism that's involved in that. There's all kinds of extra emphasis that can go in certain motions as part of your delivery. He, Priester, didn't attach that specifically to velocity, but that's what it means. Okay. That's what it means. Similarly, when Shelton was talking about Contreras, and Shelton said one of the things that he really liked is that Contreras looks like he's filled out a little bit more. When he first made it to the majors, he had kind of a minor leaguer's build. Not so much, but somewhat. And he likes the way Contreras has filled out, comparing it to the way Mitch Keller filled out over the years. He just accounted for a fuller frame, more of a starter's build. Uh, baseball people talk about that, too, having that sturdy appearance, having that strong foundation. Maybe that's the thing that'll get Contreras throwing harder. Ortiz, I have a feeling here that Ortiz is going to be the easiest one to get back to his full velocity. Not to, you know beat up on the kid or whatever, but he did not have the world's greatest work ethic, according to people on the inside. And if that alone has changed, then you can always point the blame to the management or pitching coaches for this sort of thing. But, you know, if you don't want to stay in shape, you're not going to stay in shape. That always still, at the end of the day, comes down to the individual. And if Ortiz does his work I think he'll be throwing 98 again without even breathing hard. I really do. Now, is there more to all of this than velocity? Sure, of course. But it's the foundation. It's the foundation. And as all three of these pitchers found out the hard way, when you lose that foundation, when you lose that ability to match what your catcher expects when he puts down one finger then everything else can go awry and you're leaning way too hard on slow stuff that the hitters now are going to be timing and waiting on. When we come back, J1Q. 
This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern. That's directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. It's home of Steak on a Stone, an eating experience, underscoring the word experience. The steak is brought to you partially cooked on an 800-degree stone, and you do the rest. It's a ton of fun, it's a great meal, and it's a baseball atmosphere like no other in Pittsburgh. North Shore Tavern, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. Today's J1Q comes from Alan, who says, DK, doesn't it seem by the way the Pirates are jerking Henry Davis around that they now feel they've whiffed? on that 1-1 opportunity. He wasn't drafted as a 17-year-old high school player. He had completed, I believe, three full years of college ball. So all this seasoning in the minors isn't supposed to be necessary. Alan, I, I don't hear from anybody inside the Pirates any trace of regret at having drafted Davis. If anything, they feel and there's some backing to this that he's arrived in the majors on a fast track if you count up his plate appearances if you look at the amount of time that he spent in the minors you'll see that historically it was a fast track for him to get here and they also don't apologize for the fact that he was here in 2023 since they set out ben Sherrington did specifically why he was here. The team needed offense. Uh, the team needed somebody who could do anything at all at the plate in the absence of O'Neill Cruz. And speaking from my own standpoint, I was pushing pretty hard for him to come up. So I'm not about to knock that stance. I felt like he needed to be here because this team started out 20 and 8 and looked like it could be something in that time. It turned out it didn't go so great uh, for Henry at the plate, didn't go so great for Henry in terms of staying on the field. And we have no idea what it meant for Henry as a catcher. And that's really what this comes back to. If Henry goes back to the minors, It'll be because they want him to follow the original script, which was you're being drafted at 1-1 because we feel like we've got ourselves a power-hitting everyday catcher who can make things happen. I'm not going to criticize them for that. I have criticized them for a ton this offseason. I'm not going to do it with that. I had told you guys several times over the winter that I wasn't sure how they were going to pull this off. Because if they were afraid to have Henry go out there for even an inning in 2023, even when they were up or down 10 runs, then how were they all of a sudden just going to throw him out there and have Jason DeLay as his backup and say, let's go, fellas. It wasn't going to work. It wasn't going to work. So they brought in Yasmani Grandal. Grandal's in on a one-year contract. It's, I think, $2.5 million going off the top of my head here. So it's not prohibitive in one direction or the other. Let Henry get comfortable. Let Henry catch. Let him catch four or five times a week in Indianapolis. Let him get used to some of those 
Well, maybe some of those same starters I was just talking about in the opening segment. Including, notably, Paul Skeens. And then let them come up when they're all ready, together. Now, if that sounds to you like another punt year or whatever else here, well, yeah, it is. It is. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Pirates. And we're going to do another one of these tomorrow. 